Peace, it's your brother Ben X. And before we get started into this video and you get the training, you get the lesson of the day, I wanted to let everybody know the new direction that I'm taking in 2022. For those who don't know, we was able to do over 12 million in revenue last year uh, in less than eight months. And what I'm focusing on this year is one-on-one -on -one execution. What I found is a lot of people have been learning how to make money and they've made hundreds of thousands of dollars with our program, pre-recorded videos, meaning that they don't have one-on-one -on -one contact. But I found that many entrepreneurs now want one-on-one -on -one contact to go to the next level. They want one-on-one -on -one training, one-on-one -on -one coaching. They can walk them through and be there with them along the way. And that's what I'm looking to do this year in 2022. If you think you and your business is ready to go to the next level, text EXECUTE to 214-884-4644 and we'll get started. So I want to um, introduce a young brother from, I believe, the state of Texas that many of you, many of you have heard of, a dynamic speaker, a tremendous worker, a freedom fighter, and a favorite of mine. Uh, his name is Brother Ben X. I'd like to call him to the stage. And he's going to give you a, quite a joke. y'all feeling? Good. Oh, wow. How y'all feeling? Good. Well, I'm feeling black tasting tonight. Um, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness, there is no God but Allah. And Muhammad is his messenger. I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We said in the Arabic language of assalamu alaikum. No, I didn't just cuss you out in a foreign language. I just simply said peace be unto you. I want to briefly go over some of the principles. They, they went over some of them uh, before I did, but uh, hopefully I don't be that long. Do y'all mind if I be a little long? Right. I ain't going to be that long. So the first thing we want to talk about today is uh, the first principle is unity. Uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, uh, my teacher, said, our unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. And Brother Neri said one day, he made a great point. He said, there's a difference between unity and uniform, uniformity. And many of us get that mixed up. We think unity means uniformity and uniformity means unity. Well, what do I mean by that? Uniformity is everybody got to be Muslim or everybody got to be Christian or everybody got to be Moors, right? But that's uniformity, where everybody looks the same, sound the same, being at the same place at the same time. But unity is, you got your way, I got my way, and you may have your way, but we're going to find a way to come together on common grounds. You know, some may use the scripture where it say, man, hey, man, they say two can't walk together unless they agree. Man, do you agree that we need to grow our own food? Do you agree that we need to have our own schools? Do you agree that we need to get these economics up? Well, sounds like we agree then. Forget all that, oh man, my God's name is Allah. Well, my God's name is God. Mine is Jehovah. Man, we worshiping the same thing. We just getting there in different ways. And then we be sitting there arguing and we getting, we in the same condition. Your child go to the public school, my child go to the public school. 
You living check to check, I'm living check to check. So what is we arguing about? Shoot, sitting here arguing about who got the best soap and ain't none of us took no shower yet. So the minister said, no, man, listen, your mother said three plus four equals seven. My mother said six plus one equals seven. Man, my man right there say seven plus zero equals seven. And when we get together at the table, we all argue with each other because we got different equations. But if we get down to the root knowledge instead of sticking on the branch knowledge, we'll see we all get to the same answer. Seven. So he said, man, we be intellectually masturbating. Uh-oh. Ooh-wee. We sitting here arguing about each other. You see how I tripped him? I got him with the scripture. He didn't understand that. Oh, I got him with this knowledge. Oh, I, I got him in this debate. He didn't see it. And we, we feel good for about 10 minutes. But we ain't produce nothing. We ain't produce no unity. We not more closer. We just done argue with each other, made each other feel bad, got a few likes on Instagram, going right back home to the same condition that you're in. So I encourage us, when we unite, to have something that we unite on. Because people say we don't unite. Y'all heard that before, man, we can't live. Black people just can't unite. They lying like a mug. We unite to go to the football games. Man, we unite to go to the basketball games. We unite going to the kickback. So it's not, I don't think that we can't unite, we just have to have something that we can unite on. And once we find out what we can unite on, now we can see how every piece can be made or every piece can be used. So if I say we're gonna to come together to build a school, now we have a mission. Now we gotta go. So I know if you a teacher, okay, we can use the teacher. If you a janitor and you know how to clean, okay, we can use the janitor. If you somebody know how to build doors and fix the door hinges, we can come together because we saying we're going to unite for this, but saying just unite to unite is not productive. So what are we going to unite for? Are we going to unite to build? Are we going to unite to build our own cryptocurrency like the brother is talking about so we can get the community that's needed to build up the cryptocurrency? What are we going to decide that we're going to build on? And I think that's when we can become more successful. Don't realize Muhammad gave us an economic blueprint and message to the black man. He said, man, if we gave five cents a day, man, $18 a year, what could we do with that? The 40 million plus black people that we have, the 16,000 plus working class, and we all put up $18 a year, man, what could we do with that? What could we do? Five, man, we, he said, man, listen, the minister said five cents, you give a child five cents, they gonna look at you crazy. So what could we do if we piled up those five cents? What can we do if we start to eat better instead of eating out as much? And we start to really, you know, learn how to eat to live. Instead of eating six times a day, we may go down to one, one meal a day. I know some of y'all say, I don't know how I'm going to do that. It's possible though. So if we start to do those things and really save our money and start to put our money into places where it's going to become an asset versus turning into debt to where it's declining as the dollar is doing, then we can find ourselves being more productive. But we got to find what? He said, get with six to eight like-minded individuals. He didn't say just get with six to eight black people. See, that's what we want to be kumbaya. Y'all skin folk ain't kin folk. I'm sorry. So he said, get with six to eight like-minded individuals. Come together, pool your resources physically, financially, mentally. And I think you'll be successful. So we find a way or, or find that thing that we want to unite on and get six to eight like-minded individuals, I believe we can do it. Do y'all believe we can do it? Because that's the last principle, ain't it? Faith. We got to have faith. The second one is 
Self-determination, I was looking up the definition. It said this is the process by which a person controls their own life. Somebody mentioned separation. I was taught that separation is the best and only answer. Because sure, when we integrated with them and, and got into their hotels, our hotels closed down. When we got on their buses, our buses closed down. When we tried to get positions in their businesses, we closed ours down. So I think it's best that we separate and do something for ourselves. Don't y'all agree? Shoot, I like this. See, even the lady said yes. I see the, see the minister. Uh, he, he teaches us, man, that the youth is the future. So if that youth is saying it, man, I'm excited. If all y'all stay quiet and you say yes, I'm okay with that. So thank you for saying yes. See, we on the right path because you saying that. So separation, what does that look like, though? Because we got to first separate mentally. See, because if I separate and we got a business, but your mindset still got the white man up in there, he's still going to get your money. I know we want reparations. Oh, man, we need reparations. Give me my millions. But if you, have, if you are not a resurrected black man and woman, then you're going to get a millions right back. Huh? And we got to change our subconscious mind. That's like, how many of y'all heard about these millionaires who get all this? I mean, not millionaires, but the people who hit the jackpot, and they get all these millions, and they end up losing. That's because their mindset haven't been changed. So we have to separate from their thinking first. Then once we separate from their thinking, then we can start to grow. Because we have to have a spiritual and, and a mental resurrection before the physical resurrection, because every conscious, uh, every action is led by a conscious thought. Or subconscious thought. You may use the restroom, but you subconsciously thought about it. See, you came here today, this is a conscious thought for us to come here today. So we have to consciously think about how we can separate and do something for ourselves. And we have to believe that we can truly separate. The minister said if we wiped all, all if, if we killed all white people, not that that's what we want to do. Don't say what's being said, that ain't what I said. He said if, hypothetically speaking, if they was all wiped off the planet Earth, they'll still be in power. How in the world can they still be in power if they're not physically here? Because if you black in a position with their mindset, you're just a black person, you're just an Oreo, basically. Black on the outside, white on the inside. So they still controlling us. So we have to separate mentally and see what that looks like for us to come together and truly be empowered. And if you're working for them right now, that's fine. That's fine. We go in and we learn from them. He said, observe the operations of the white man because they work together in a collective manner and they don't make excuses for their failures. So if we come together and study them, we can say, oh man, I'm a righteous for you right now, but I'm learning all that I can so I can eventually build my own restaurant. Yeah, I'm a teacher for you right now, but I'm getting all the education and all the experience that I can so I can come together and build my own school eventually when it's time. Does that make sense? So now we're not going to the school with no purpose. We're not going to the school just so that we can get a check and we feeling like we're bored every day. We're going in there with a purpose, which is a part of the principles. We're going in there with an actual purpose so that we can learn all that we can and get the education and get the degree, but we're going to get the degree and the knowledge so that we can build our own world, not continue to build a world that has not been good to us. Y'all agree with that? Yes. Cool. I'm just making sure y'all agree. The, the third one we, is uh, talk about collective work and responsibility. But what does work look like? What is work? 
Is work just us moving around being busy? Oh man, I've been put y'all y'all ever seen uh, it's some basketball. It's maybe y'all play sports. You ever seen somebody you knew wasn't at the gym number five minutes, made a little quick video and put on the ground, boy, I'm putting that work in. Ooh, I've been putting that work in. You ain't did you done did five push-ups, done made a 30 second reel, you tricking everybody thinking that you put in work. Now that sounds funny though. And we all know somebody, we probably done did that. Shoot, you done did something for about putting in work. But that's how we look when we say, man, we working, but we have not been productive and we ain't moved. Because we can, we can come together, have these meetings, and man, we can plan, and man, we can have different positions. But if we're in the same condition a year later, we ain't putting no work. If we're in the same condition 10 years later, then we ain't putting no work. Why am I saying this? Because the minister said work is force times distance. So I can be putting force on this here board, but if it doesn't move and the objective isn't for it to move, I don't care how long I done been up here grunting and sweating, and I done got tired and got a little musty up here, and y'all say, man, what's that onion smell? Still ain't putting no work in if it ain't moved. So we have to have measurable goals. Don't just say, oh, man, I want to make more money. If I give you a dollar, that's more money, right? Hey, man, you want, I gave you 50 cents. That's more money. So I want us to really have measurable goals. When we say we want to build our own cryptocurrency, what does that look like? When we say we want to build our own school, what does that actually look like? When we say, oh, I just want to get some land. Well, shoot, yeah, I can give you 1,000 one of an acre. And you got some land. So how much land do we want to have? And what is the purpose of us getting this specific land so that we can all be clear and direct and have clarity as we move forward? Y'all agree with that? So work means that we can't just put in a force. We can't just be busy, but we have to actually do something. That's, how, that's why our children don't want jobs today. Oh, man, I'm about to make some adults, man. Hold on. Children, if y'all want to bear with this, feel free. You tell me to go to school, get good grades, so I can get a good job, but I'm looking at you every day, come home miserable, mad. You couldn't wait till Friday come. Ooh, baby, I got me a break. Love them Fridays, don't you? And then you miserable on Sunday, because you got to go right back to the plant. I mean, you got to go right back to work. Right? So this don't even make sense. You stressed out because you can barely pay the bills. When I ask you for something, you got an attitude. Why are you getting an attitude with me? I ain't got no job. I'm six years old. Who else am I going to ask? <laughs> so you getting mad at me because I'm asking you for a new toy. I'm asking you for a new game. And you saying, baby, hey, this is what you got to do. Go to school, get you some good grades so you can work for somebody else for 40 years and hope that you get some pensions and some 401ks and all this type of stuff. And then you miserable, but you telling me to do the same thing. It's not math. They say, they say today, the math is not math. That's what they say. It ain't making sense. So this is why they unfortunately want to uh, go, go to hustling. It's not necessarily that they want to do something illegal. They say, man, this is, this is the examples that I'm being shown. Shoot, the hustler, man, the dude who said it don't, man, he can buy a house for his mama. Shoot, I can, he can buy a car that he like the athlete. That's why they always want to be athletes and rappers. It ain't that that's the only thing that they're capable of, but this is what they're being shown of success. And these people are not saying that money ain't everything. See, we be lying to my boo, baby, money, and it ain't everything. 
But we can't demonize it to justify why we're in the same condition and we're not making no money. How you gonna talk about, oh, don't worry about the money, but you slaving every day for the dollar? You don't wanna be at work nine hours, but you're there for what? For the money. So stop playing. Just stop lying. Say, you know what, money is important. That's how I pay these bills, and I just don't know what I'm doing with my finances right now. I think that you can respect that a little bit more than telling me that money don't mean much, and you sitting here mad in the mug when you come home because you've been at work all day doing something you don't want to do to make some money. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I ain't want no job. <laughs> How you gonna tell me? Uh, what, you, you, I mean, this don't even make sense. You saying go to school somewhere I didn't want to be for seven hours a day just to get a degree to, to live my whole entire adult life going somewhere I don't want to be and make it check to check money? No, uh, let me do do for self for 500 hours. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. But it says collect the work. I just want to touch on that work, what work really means. Collect the work and responsibility. See, responsibility really means ability to respond. What is our ability to respond? How do we handle certain things when it happens? If you go into the direct definition, it says the state or fact of having the duty to deal with something or of having control over someone. So what is our duty? What is the duty of the civilized man? Uh-oh, somebody here know the lesson. Who know the lesson? Okay. You ain't been in study, you've been a while, that's all right. <laughs> so we gotta civilize the uncivilized. We have a, uh, I'm pretty sure all of y'all in here are conscious if you uh, are in here for quantum, some level of consciousness. So what is our duty to our community if we have some level of consciousness? What is our duty to the community as a father? What is our duty to the community as a man? If we're saying that I'm a man, then we gotta stop saying the woman gotta pay 50% of the bills. Uh-oh, God, dog. Let me make somebody else mad. So you want her to come home and take care of the children and clean uh, and give you a back massage and cook and she gotta bring in 50%. She gonna, man, she gonna be tired in a minute. Matter of fact, she already tired. So we gotta figure out what are those roles? What, are those, what, what does that look like? Because I was taught that, hey man, the family builds the community and the community is what builds the nation. So we gotta get, gotta get that in order. Because when we think about the child and how the child is being brought up, I read, now I went back there of course, but I read that they separated the mother and the father. Anybody else read that? They separated the mother and the father so they can raise the children up and indoctrinate the children. Y'all agree? I ain't that good in history, so I always got to check. Well, ain't that happening today? If the man is gone and the woman is gone and somebody else is raising the children? So how are we going to get mad because the children cussing, but you, you took them there to the school where you know they was cussing? You know what they're doing in the, in the locker room. We can play crazy like you weren't doing it yourself back in the day. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. So if, we are, if we're not intentionally saying, how can I build something for my family and create an environment for that woman to be the first teacher and the first nurturer, then we got to fix our responsibility. We got responsibility as men. And I don't want to hear the economy is bad. Then we, don't we be saying we gods? Man, I, we kings and queens. If we Christian, we say, oh, I can do all things through Christ. We can do all things through Christ, but keep up with the economy? We only gods when the economy not doing bad? 
God is forcing power. Man, use some of that forcing power that you have then to keep up with it. And don't, see, you can, man, men can't tell you you can't take care of the family if it's single mothers and they able to do it. If a single mother is able to take care of the children and find a way to pay the bills, you can't tell me we can't do it ourselves. As men, if we able to, man, if she got a, if y'all got a man in a one bedroom, the minister say start small and grow large like everything else does. But you gotta have some type of pride as a provider and a protector and lead them not into temptation. The minister said if we don't provide for them, we're leading our children into temptation. They know what it looks like when we struggle. Yeah, you talk about the, 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 the bills is out, lights is off, and you talking about, baby, uh, get them candles, it's Kwanzaa. No, the lights is off. <laughs> Shoot, electricity ain't working. You trying to trick them, talking about oh, this is Kwanzaa, baby, the, the, you know, the lights will come on later. No, we can't keep doing that. Okay, so we got a duty. Uh, we got a duty as, as, as all of us to help cultivate the community. If God, if God has given me a gift, and the skill is my duty to offer that to my brother and my sister. Because if we say we are gods, little gods, we ain't the supreme being, that means the collective of, of us makes up that force and power, makes up the power of God. So the minister says, every time I meet someone, I'm meeting my superior. I don't, man, the minister is, to me, one of the wisest black men on the planet. One of the most powerful black men on the planet has taught millions and raised millions, but how is it that he is able to be humble and say, every time I meet someone, I'm meeting my superior. I'm, I can learn something from even the baby. That's telling me that God has deposited something in you that's not in me. And God has deposited something in you that's not in me. So I can't be envious of you because you got something, because I gotta be grateful for what the God has given me. And when we unite, which is one of the principles, we both got what each other has. But when I'm envious and I want to be the one on top. See, he said Cain and Abel ain't necessarily two, you know, individuals we supposed to be looking at from 2,000 years ago. These are two characteristics. They creep up in the mind of us every day. He said Cain hated Abel because he was Abel. Huh? You ever had a brother that was jealous of you and you didn't know why he was jealous? They're going to answer because you was Abel. Because he can't. Y'all get what I'm saying with that? Because he can't do it, now he's jealous of you. And we are taught that an envious person will, will murder you. Many people have been, look at these rappers these days, man. They being, they being envy. Envy. They, people got, they jealous of them. So this is why they being murdered. So we got to clean ourselves of the envy. That's why I say this more than just uniting and coming together to buy some land and Let's come together, pool our resources together. When we pool our resources together and we start making moves, here goes somebody in the back. See why that? Why we gotta make that decision? Right, right. Shit, I got the best decision. Well, you need why you didn't call me? I got, I'm the one with the five degrees. You, I got the doctor degree. Yeah, you got the doctor degree. Ain't, ain't healed nothing, but got the doctor degree. The minister said you got this BS degree. That's exactly what it is, the BS degree. Okay, that's what we want. So then the next one is talking about economics. So I have to see, man, what's, what does economics mean? Economics is a social science concerned with the production, distribution, and consumption of goods and services. It studies how individuals, businesses, governments, and nations make choices about how to allocate resources. 
So now, the first one is production. How are we going to produce? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, get to the root. That's why he said we got to go back to the land. This is where we can produce the cotton. Yeah. This is where all the, 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 the natural resources are coming from. So we got to get land, not just to get land, but so that we can be productive again. How was we able to pick cotton for them, but we don't want to pick cotton for ourselves? We work so hard for them, but don't want to work hard for ourselves. Some of us work 10 hours a day for somebody else. And then when it comes to starting your own business, and you know, you being self-employed, you got no time for you. No, when I was working, I was working for about two years. I could, man, I just couldn't do it, man. Ooh, I couldn't do it. I felt like I was a slave again. But I'm not serious if I'm going to work from 9 to 5 and that's it. Man, I got to do 6 to 10 for myself. I at least got to do six to seven or six to eight for myself. I have to start to think about, man, hey, man, how can I produce? What is it that we can produce? And here's, here's, here's a couple of things I want you to think about. Number one, what is the need? When we think about goods and services, we just solve the needs of the people. Would y'all agree? Business is the activity of life. So all we're doing is, hey, man, um, okay, y'all don't believe me. Let me give you an example. What is Uber? Uber is where somebody can you know, get paid to drop you off, right? Well, what problem was solved? When somebody comes to the city, they probably don't want to get on a taxi or whatever the case may be. Somebody got a car that's a liability, okay? A liability is something that's taking money away from you. An asset is something that's bringing some money in. Y'all know about that, right? So if somebody got a car and it's a liability, Uber has created a, 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 a vehicle for them to turn this liability that they pay a car on into an asset because now they can book jobs. Make sense? Well, what is Airbnb? Some people don't want to come stay at a hotel. They would rather stay at a home. More exclusive, you know, private, whatever the case may be. But there's a lot of people with mortgages and they... And it's a liability as long as you're living in the house. The house is not an asset while you're living in the house because you're not profiting. The money's only coming out. Make sense? So I'm paying the mortgage, but I'm a man every so every two weeks or whatever the case may be. I'm going to rent it out on Airbnb, so I'm bringing money in. So Airbnb solved the problem for two people. Make sense? So that's all business is. So the first thing we got to think about is what is the needs of the people? What's the problems that the people have? You on Instagram every day, Facebook every day, people telling you problems every day. Man, I sure wish this nigga get up out my house. Man, that's a security company or something. <laughs> Come on, y'all, let's keep it real. Man, I sure, man, I, man, I'm so broke right now, I don't know what I'm gonna do. That's a financial company right there. That's one-on-one -on -one consultation. You see your friend, uh, you in fitness. You see your friend who used to who with you. You see he done got 300 pounds. Man, that's a fitness business. Man, that come work out. Man, that's a diet plan. You see what I'm saying? Meal plan. So there's problems every day. So as we look at these problems on the internet and on social media, we should be thinking about products and services to fulfill the needs of the people because somebody else is. We get mad because the white man done made a pillow called Black Tassel. Now, I already got the pillow called Black Tassel, so brotherbeingdesigns.com if y'all want to support you, brother, okay? But if we, if they see something happening, it's a new trend, they making pillows and, man, they making shirts and we get mad at them, man, they, they ain't uh, uh, culture vulture. Well, we ain't did it ourselves. So how are we going to get mad if we ain't did it ourselves? Think about the need, watch the need. Then the next thing we got to think about, what are we going to produce? Just talked about that. And how are we going to produce it? So if you want to do t-shirt, how are we going to produce it? 
And I'm not talking about, and, I'm, and I want us to think big, man. Stop thinking small. Well, how I'm going to produce it, I'm going to give me a t-shirt uh, thing, and I'm going to do all of them myself. I'm pressing them myself, and I'm going to do all the packaging. Well, if you get a 1,000 orders coming in, what you going to do? Man, they gonna, orders going to be back order six months. You talking about, I'm, I'm working, though. Yeah, and people hitting you trying to get a refund because it didn't take you six months just to get a t-shirt. So I want us to think big. Who can I collaborate with? Do I have a, do I, do any black companies got mass production? Or do any company got mass production to where as the orders come in, they can handle all of the orders? So we got to think about how we're going to produce it. How are we going to distribute it? When you come up with your product, what's your marketing scheme? You still doing business cards? That's cool. Are you going to use Instagram? Are you going to use Facebook? Are you going to use TikTok? If I'm targeting an older crowd, what social media platform should I be on? See? If I'm targeting a younger crowd, what, what social media platform should I be on? See, y'all know the answers already. But we, ain't, we don't sit down and plan like this, though. How many of y'all ever been on YouTube and you're watching YouTube and you're searching for something and you get on Facebook and the same thing you were just searching for, ads start pulling up. You were just looking up a vacuum and they, now a vacuum commercial coming up on your timeline. Y'all seen that, right? That happened. How many of y'all, see this, they say this, they say they don't do this, but how many of y'all ever been on a cell phone talking about something and you got in your timeline and start seeing ads? They listen to us. So why are we remaining consumers being sold to? Why we ain't figured out how to do ads? Why we haven't figured out how to reach our target audience? Oh, nobody support me. Yeah, you don't support yourself. Nobody support me. My mama don't support me. Listen, your, your mama ain't obligated to support you just because you're her baby. She don't want us. She don't want no uh, uh, weed gummies. Kush snacks. No, she don't want that. So you can't get mad because she, she just ain't the target audience. Y'all get what I'm saying? She ain't the target audience. So no, you got to go find your target audience. You got to go find who you're talking to, and we got to do it in the right manner. We got to sit down and plan. If my community is, I'm talking to people who deaf, why am I doing a podcast? They can't hear it. If they blind, why am I doing a PowerPoint presentation? These simple things, we laughing, but this is real. We got to sit down and plan. How are we going to distribute it? Who's our target audience, and then how do we scale? We got to learn how to scale. The, the, the white man scaled his conditioning to us. Well, at first, when they captured us and chained us up and named us these names that we have, these last names that we have, uh, he was doing it himself at first. Then he started to train other people on how to do it. He even trained us on how to indoctrinate ourselves. So. Even in the school system, you've noticed that some children are being taught certain things that you don't agree with. Would y'all agree? Yeah, that's a system. And we sign up to be teachers of the system. We don't come into their system and say, this is what I'm going to teach. They give us a curriculum, don't they? That's, that's scale. They scaled it. So whatever, whatever effect that we want, whatever we want to produce, we got to think about how can this system run even if I'm not here? Why? Because this body right here, this is a finite body. But this mind that I got right here, man, this got infinite wisdom. See, this is what real eternal life is. Eternal life ain't, oh, I don't accept Christ and I'm living forever. Man, please, you think you're living forever. 
But no, we live forever through our work. We live forever by the work that we do and the service that we bring to the, to the people. So Marcus Garvey is not dead. He's alive in us. Martin Luther King ain't dead. He's alive in us. Malcolm X ain't dead. He's alive in us. Anybody who has passed away is alive in us. The Quran says, speak not of those who have been slain in the way of Allah. They are alive, yet you just understand not. So we do the work and we live in righteousness. The work that we do is what lives on through the people. It's, man, it's, it's ideas from those decades in the past that's leading to the actions that we're doing today. The productivity that we have today is off the backs of our ancestors. It's off the backs of our elders. That's why us as young people should never disrespect the elders. Oh, they ain't built nothing. They built the mindset that you got. You wouldn't know nothing about coming together and united. Somebody didn't tell you that. So all the work that they did, maybe they didn't produce the school yet. Maybe they didn't do all these things yet. But even if they made a mistake, that's a lesson. You learn from their mistakes. Thank you. But I mean, my, my, my student minister, uh, Brother Malik Muhammad, said, no, you should, if we done already bumped our head, why are you coming behind and bumping your head too? Our, our, our mothers and fathers, they gave birth to us. Without them doing what they did, we wouldn't even be here. So we have to respect our elders and we have to close the gap because y'all have wisdom. Man, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to end with this. I'm not going too long. Man, there was an Instagram quote that I seen one day and it said, if you erase the mistakes, you also erase the wisdom. Ooh, yeah, that's a tweet that, man. I mean, you got to tweet that thing. If we erase the mistakes, we also erase the wisdom. So I don't care what mistakes we done made. It's mistakes we done made in 2021 that in 2022, we'll never make again. But you have to have that mistake. Look, the minister put it this way. Whenever we find a flaw or imperfection, we should find that with joy. That don't even make sense to a man. I'm, man, when I make a mistake, I, be happy about that? Yeah, because we're on an evolutionary process to becoming one with God. So how am I going to know what to perfect if I don't see the defects? See, this is the real wisdom of the supreme being in the creation, or not creation, but making of the white man. Y'all know he ain't been here past 6,000 years. So we think about his purpose. He's an enemy. He's done this. He's done that. Well, there was something in us that had to be perfected. So he had to be grafted out. And once he was grafted out, because y'all know the white recessive can't produce the dominant. Only the dominant can produce the recessive. So they are made men, not created men. So we are following after our children. Yeah, when they say, oh, no, your mother and father and your days, maybe, you know, that's talking about them and us, or so they days is over. Guess what? They time was up in 1914. Well, why are we still here? Because we ain't woke up to who we are. And once we wake up to who we really are and take our power, they time will be up. And the more we come together collectively and do what we're doing here today, y'all will see it more and more. But back to what I was saying about the scale, we have to find a way to scale whatever we're doing and take ourselves out of it because we got to find a way to bring our children into it so that it can live forever. What good is it for me to build all this stuff as a man and my children destroy it? But we have to do that with wisdom. I don't know if everybody, you know, read the Bible or believe in the Bible, but I take a lot of principles from it. And when Jesus met Peter, Peter was fishing. Y'all know about that story? He was just fishing. What did he turn him into? 
Now I heard some, mm-hmm. Now what did he turn him into? Y'all said y'all heard the story? He was fishing, he, Jesus came and made him what? A fish of men, right? So I start to look at this story and I said, how does that relate to today? When we go to our young people, are we trying to see what God has deposited in them? Or are we trying to make them into what we want them to be? Do you want them to be a doctor because that's what they want to be? Or is that what you failed at being and you're trying to live through them? Are you trying to make him an NBA basketball player? Or are you forcing him to play football because that's what he want to do? Or is that really what you want to do? I start to think about that. When we get mad at our rappers because they rapping, don't get mad at them for rapping. In other words, don't get mad at them for fishing. Just make them a fisherman. And maybe you, you, you can't do it because you ain't got the power that Jesus had. You got the power that's laying dormant in you, but you just got to wake it up because we all have the power of resurrection. Resurrection ain't no physical resurrection. This is a spiritual and a mental resurrection. I don't believe you, Brother Ben. Well, the scripture say in John 14, 12, those who believe will be doing the work that I'm doing. It's somebody Jesus. He, he did what? He gave life to the dead. He made the blind see. He did all these things. I ain't seen now human that went down into the grave and bring somebody to the dead physically. I'm sorry. I ain't seen that. You point, point them out to me if you have. I know some of us think, oh, I was in the coma. I died for one day. And they brought me, man, you went all the way dead. <laughs> you know, you went all the way dead. So this is a, this is, this is a spiritual book. It's talking about spiritually and mentally being resurrected from the dead. So that's what we have to do. So the ministers, he said, man, one rap song is worth more than a thousand sermons. Now, we condemn the rappers, but then he come around and say, one rap song is worth more than a thousand sermons. What does he mean by that? Because they have influence over the people. These rappers got millions of followers. So before we condemn them, how about we educate them? Before we condemn them, how about we resurrect them and stop acting like we done grew up and we was conscious all our life? Yeah, when you, you know, became Muslim and you don't eat pork no more, now you're condemning everybody. You were just eating the pig in the blanket three years ago, dipping it in that jelly. I was. I ain't gonna lie, I'd be the first to admit. I was, I was eating, I ate chickens with hot sauce too, with them black eyed peas. Y'all know how I used to be. New Year's come around, Thanksgiving come around. So don't act like you've been woke all your life. All, all you need is grass and leaves. I'm vegan. I eat grass. I eat leaves. I just eat from the earth, you know. I mix it in with a little dirt. No, man, quit playing like you've just been like this all your life. Give them time and be patient with them like you was patient with yourself. So you want the rapper to rap about uh, 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 group economics. He don't know nothing about group economics. All he know is is how to get fronted and how to flip that thing. So that's all he's talking about. You, he don't know nothing about uh, engineering. He don't even know what engineering means. You want him to rap about engineering, and you ain't educated him about it. So we got to start using some logic. So we go to our young people, we have to say, you know what, what's your skill? What's your gift? They shouldn't be told what you should do and what I want you to do. Man, what, what are you natural at? And, once, and all we got to do is what? Make them fishes of men. So he was fishing, but he made them a fish of men for the God. So we got to do the same thing. If you rap a man, let me wait, make you a rapper of men. Let me show you how to mix some truth in that thing. And once you mix some truth in it, you still get the millions of views. But you're going to start getting millions of people to become kinds of the truth, too. I'm seeing rappers now rapping about being vegan. 
I just seen money bag yo said he ain't smoking on that Vokisha no more. Now we'll condemn him. Oh, he got tattoos all down his back. Just slow. We don't know how to resurrect nobody, man. You worrying about tattoos on his back, and he just he just influenced millions of young men that is he's able to be more creative while he's sober. Who's been talking to him? Uh, he had a picture of the Honorable Muhammad on his back, but hey, praise be to Allah. Okay, the second to the last one is purpose. We got to have purpose. What is our purpose for living? What is our purpose for coming here today? In other words, we have, we have to have a death. Did anybody use your GPS to get here today? Raise your hand. A lot of people use their GPS. How would it look if we were driving down the street, you didn't have no GPS, and you drive and you got the window down, and you say, hey, sir, how you doing? How do I get to what's the name? You done that before? What they say? Even if, even if you didn't give no doubt, you just said, what's the name? He don't know what a point. Hey, man, how do you get to what you're call? He's going to say, man, tell me something. In other words, my point is, Siri would never give you any directions unless you got the destination in. And some of us is looking for guidance and directions. Some of us want a blueprint, but we don't know where we're going. So let's first figure out where we're going first. And I call it the spiritual GPS. Y'all ever got mad at Siri because they kept telling you the directions too much? Man, how you turn the audio off? Turn left. Turn, man, shut up. I can see it. That's how some of us is with God. Raise your hand if you would murder the messenger of God. Yeah, sound crazy, don't you? But guess what? We murder the messenger of God every day. Every day that we seal that voice of truth within ourselves, we murder the messenger of God. Because that's God speaking through us. So when I say we need a spiritual GPS, see, when we have a spiritual GPS, we now have something that we can look down to and that can hold us accountable. Don't they say we all fall short? So if I fall short, I can look at what happened when you turn left when Siri said turn right? What's she starting to say? Uh-oh, reroute, turn around. Well, if we don't have no purpose and we don't have no goal, what's going to tell us to turn around? What's going to be our measurement to, to, to measure that we off track? And sometimes we got that dude on the, on the, on the, in the passenger seat that say, hey, man, I know the shortcut, man. Bus right there, turn right there on 43rd right there. Got the, got the shortcut for you. And the shortcut be a dead end. Be a dead end. He used to do that with his daddy 15 years ago. He think that the street's still open. But that's how some of us are. Today, we got that person that's next to us. Man, hey, man, I got a, man, shoot, give me your, give me your bank account. All I need is the password. We're going to turn 2000 into 20000 See, you think about your shortcuts. Now, you know good well he ain't going to turn your $200 into 20000 but you think about the shortcuts. So what we have to do is we have to have something that we can measure. Okay, uh, this weed that you want me to sell, this here that you want me to do, this ain't a line Siri saying, keep straight, you trying to get me to go right. This ain't making no sense. Have y'all ever been driving, got Siri on, but then you still look down to check and see where you're going? Raise your hand. You drive, but you still need to check and see if I'm on track. Well, do we have that for our own life? When, when March comes, do we have something that we can look down to and see if we're on track? We, we, we got these New Year's resolutions. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. 
You done went to the gym one week in January and ain't went back since. Talking about, yeah, man, I, man, I got this little here disease, man. It's just running the family. No, you just don't run in the family. That's all that is. You ain't putting in the work to get the actual result. Maybe y'all didn't catch that. They ain't exercise. That's all it is. So we, we got to have a purpose. We have to have that destination so we can have the directions. It would be crazy if Siri woke up one day and started saying, hey, turn left, turn right, keep straight. You'd be like, man, what's wrong with my phone? So if you want real guidance from a mentor, if you want to come to a conference and really get guidance, you have to have your purpose already in mind. So as we receive the information, we see how we can apply it. Not just clapping, not just saying, oh, he sounded good, but how I can go home and make it happen. 10, 10, 15, when Honorable Minister Lewis Rockham had the 20th anniversary, he said the next day is the most important day, not y'all being here today. It's the execution of what we talked about today. That's the real thing that we can talk about or that we should be looking at. So when a brother talks about cryptocurrency, yeah, it sounds good and Bitcoin, but how many of y'all gonna open up your Coinbase and buy? Don't just say, oh man, that sounds good. I'm talking about the currencies and ooh, we that sound the dollar is falling. But we ain't go do nothing, we ain't do no research. We ain't read no white papers. We didn't do none of that. But guess what? This is what I, I wanted to talk about on that. As long as we remain valuable, uh, money is a medium of exchange of value. So I say, man, as long as I'm an asset, I'm gonna get any currency that there is. See, because if I'm an asset and I have a business that can solve your problem, the new currency can be bottle tops. You're going to give me some of them bottle tops because you gotta, I got a service that you need. So I want us to think about what significant value can I bring to the marketplace. And if you can bring significant value to the marketplace, currency is going to always work on your side. And then I want us to start to think about, go research. Um, how can I turn my debt cash that's coming in into asset cash? The fiat dollar is falling. So I know you had $100 in your account three years ago, but that $100 is not really worth $100. I know that sounds crazy, but it's not worth the same. It's not that the milk prices is going up, it's because of inflation, the value of the dollar is falling. So when he says get your cryptocurrency, that's because when I hold my cryptocurrency, it's going up more than 0.0000001% that my bank account is holding. I heard somebody say, you're not saving money in no bank account, you're losing money. That's right. Because when you come back to it, you ain't gonna be able to, yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna be able to get all you thought you could. So we need to start maybe looking at life insurance policy too. Ain't no reason we keep dying and we gotta do chicken dinners and fish dinners to raise money for the funerals. When we can spend a couple hundred dollars on life insurance and shoot our family be straight. Do y'all know that inside of a life insurance policy, if it's written correctly, that you can have a cash value that automatically grows 4 to 8% and you can borrow money from it uh, tax-free? This is what white people are doing. He said, observe the operations of the white man. Not necessarily so he can copy all of his morals and things of that nature, but what is he doing? We get mad at somebody, Donald Trump don't pay taxes. Well, how do he not pay, have you ever thought about that? How do he not pay taxes? Let's, let, us, let us Google it. Let's learn it from somebody and do it too, right? And then the last one, family, is creativity. We've been through a lot as a people. We've experienced a lot as a people. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, adversity is the mother of creativity. So all that we've been through, 
the pain that we've been through. I was in Baltimore one day and there was a Frederick Douglass, they were showing some machines that he made for his workers that helped them do the job. And in my mind, I thought the reason he was able to come up with those ideas is because he knew how I felt to do it the hard way. So the adversity that we've had in our community, the failures that you've had as a person, don't, man, God, didn't, God has an active and permissive will. So he allows certain things to happen. It's not necessarily happening just to us. It's happening for us. You done been in a relationship where you done made decisions you would never make again. But that adversity allows you to have creativity for your new mindset. So don't think that you're starting over from scratch. You're starting over from experience. So whatever that we went through, man, as far as adversity, uh, whatever we go through, as we continue to go through in life as adversity, let's see how we can use that for the benefit of ourselves, the benefit of our families, and the benefit of our communities. And I would like to leave with this. Today is the first day of the rest of our lives. And we can make the rest of our lives, the best of our lives, the choice is ours. So I hope y'all have a black task tonight. And I know y'all hungry because they ain't brought the food out. But I hope I said something that was of value. Um, and if I did, it wasn't me, man. I, I give all praise to the God, most high uh, spirit, the, whatever y'all say. All praise due to Allah. Thank y'all for listening. Man, man, what the heck is that? Is your life trash? Are you tired of the job? And you know your life is trash? I'm trying to reverse your life with digital real estate. I did a free master class. You saw the testimonials. You read the testimonials. Why not get into the free mini course? A lot of y'all been asking me, what is digital real estate? I don't understand the concept of digital real estate. So I put together a comprehensive mini class for you to get access to for $0. All you got to do is text 214-884-4644, just the word digital. Nothing more, nothing less. Text digital to 214-884-4644 and you're going to get free access into the digital real estate class. See you on the other side.